Today was Tuesday, and Tuesdays were very special. For a time, he was free to follow his heart, to do what he wanted, to be whoever he wanted to be. Tuesday was his day, his sanctuary. He quickened his steps towards the outbuilding. Here, he took out a bunch of keys, unlocked the door and let himself in. He threw back the makeshift curtain at the window, and a shaft of sunlight fell on the cloth-covered easel at the back of the room. Sliding away the cloth, he revealed the painting of a beautiful, slender woman with chestnut-coloured hair flowing to her waist and dark, sultry eyes. For a while he stood there, thoughtfully observing the face with its exquisite features and soft, smiling mouth. Reaching out, he traced the tip of his finger around her inviting, sensuous mouth. A great sadness took hold of him. I'm so sorry, he murmured. If I could only change things, you know I would. A moment longer, then he covered the painting and strode to a large wooden chest and opened the lid. From where it was hidden beneath layers of paint trays and brushes, he took out a heavy iron key. It was his passport to another world. He slid the key into his jacket pocket and left, securing the door behind him. Then he quickly made his way through the gardens and out of the side gate. From the bedroom window, she watched him leave, that same woman he had painted so lovingly and whose portrait was hidden in the outhouse. She saw him carefully close the gate. She heard the familiar turning over of the engine, and in her mind's eye she imagined him driving the long black saloon he had bought only a few months ago. She heard the engine swell as it was driven away, and through the beech trees that lined the road she caught a fleeting glimpse of the car as it went from the house. Even when she could no longer hear the engine, she remained, thinking and wishing, until, startling her, a voice from the door called her name. Sylvia, I've been looking for you everywhere. With a smile, she turned from the window. It's such a lovely day, don't you think, Edna? But the smile was forced, because now he was gone, and already she was lonely. She often felt alone now, detached from her husband, from her sister, from dear Edna. No one came to visit, too scared of her moods. The medication helped suppress the anger but often her moods got the better of her. Sometimes the anger was preferable to the dulling effect of the drugs, and so on occasion she would hide the medicine and only pretend to take it. But there were days when she had no choice but to take it or lose control. As the distance lengthened between them, Luke's thoughts remained with her. The further he got from the house, the more he felt as though a great weight was being lifted from his shoulders. The frowns eased, and his face softened. His dark eyes began to twinkle, and his whole body relaxed into the seat. It was Tuesday, he was heading away, and a sense of freedom flooded his soul. Today he would drive by way of the coast, some twenty-odd miles away. He liked the open sea and sky after the neat residential street in Blackburn and the noise and sootiness of the factory on other weekdays. Afterwards, he would turn inland to enjoy the special pleasures and freedom of his precious day off. 
As he neared the beach, a flock of screaming seagulls descended, effectively blinding him as they flew across the windscreen of his car. Jesus! Startled, he slammed on his brakes and screeched to a halt. Drawing on the handbrake, he climbed out of the car and watched the birds as they flew away, throwing their shadows over the morning sun. Anger subsided, a smile flitting across his thoughtful features. Free as a bird. When they were mere specks in the faraway sky, he momentarily closed his eyes, wishing he was up there with them. His gaze flowed across the beach to the horizon. The sea was unusually quiet. In the far distance, on the beach, a woman strolled with her two Labradors, one running ahead, the other trailing behind. She was a regular walker here. He'd seen her tall, slim silhouette many times before. His gaze travelled to his left, where the man was already opening up his tea stall, and beyond him, the flower shop was ablaze with spring flowers. Life goes on, he thought. If only they knew. Getting back into his car, he reminded himself that it was Tuesday. Put the dark thoughts out of your mind, he thought. He'd best get going, or the day would be gone before he knew it. At the end of the road, he turned from the seafront and headed inland towards the fells and the Ribble Valley, every familiar curve and landmark a comfort to him. The lanes became narrower and more meandering, until at length they disappeared altogether and he was bumping along a rough track that carried him deeper and deeper into the woods, beyond civilization, beyond the burden of his duty and responsibility. Almost a full hour after leaving the house, he arrived at his destination, where thick woodland hid him from the world and high trees almost blocked out the skies above. The winding, babbling stream glittered in the morning light. And look there! Excited, he inched forward to see two small deer drinking at the water's edge. This was what he needed. Through the week, when he was driven by work and duties, this was the magic his soul craved.